0: There we are.
1: Hey. So how is your week, sir, Mr. Shovel?
0: Um, Is this us or is this the show? I don't know. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: Jellyfish
1: And Shovel.
0: So really, for today's episode B, I just want to be here for you. It's all about you. It's all for you. I really want to talk about what happened to you this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, like it was crazy and insane and then also something in the news that goes with it is that today is the day that they announced like zero bails throughout los angeles so like bail amount is zero from now on no matter what so there's like opposing feels on that kind of topic do you know what i'm talking about sure yeah absolutely and i don't uh, know a lot about it but I, but I see where it benefits both peoples and both sides, blah, blah, blah. And so, I don't know. I'm glad that we can kind of try to find some reform somewhere. But um, what other things were like on the roster this week? Because we, we did have some eyes on things before all this happened that, oh yeah. Like, Everybody, if they measure anything to Taylor Swift, then suddenly that thing is like, I don't oh. know, the comparisons to everything, or if they, anything regarding her or in her like realm, and people think it will like make them seem, you know, Taylor centric. They're gonna buy it like the jersey of that dude. <laughs> like went up like a hundred percent sales.
0: Yeah, the SEO like uh, headlines on Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Everybody's like doing stories and trying to relate them to Taylor Swift so that they can get clicks. In other words, uh, some they found a huge stingray and the the headline was something about like this stingray is almost as big as the man that Taylor Swift is. Almost,
1: (laughs) not totally. So
0: so now we can talk about aliens and say that they're only they're three times you would take three aliens to reach the height of taylor swift
1: (laughs) and now now i'm interested now i want to know about this (laughs) it's really interesting though how it does kind of catch fire for sdo maybe we can just put taylor swift on the front of every one of our
0: descriptions it's (laughs) pretty sad
1: yeah it is but whatever you know what i mean i guess that's what the all the meow, 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 meow. It's like, I don't know. But it it's also generates
0: mean. more more headlines and more news about Taylor Swift because they know that it gets so much traffic. This was happening with Kanye West a while back, several years ago, actually, where, you know, uh, everybody started covering Kanye West because it was getting clicks. And a similar thing, really, to Donald Trump. People were covering Trump, even though, you know, they didn't really agree with his tactics, they were covering it because he was getting a lot of clicks, and it's still the case. But with Taylor Swift now, uh, USA Today, an organization that I just did a internship with a while back, they just put out an ad they're hiring somebody to be the Taylor Swift reporter. So,
1: Man, I would not be able to even fake it to make it through that. I can't name a single – that's somebody's job. Yeah, right there. That's that's a really good job for somebody. Um, not not I, right. but I don't know anybody that it would be a good job for. But whenever <laughs> they do those videos where they show like the plethora of uh, fans she has out in the audience and the way they look and stuff, I'm like, yeah, there there's a not Generation Alpha, but there's a Gen Zer out there that could <laughs> fulfill that job, I'm sure
0: swifties or swifters or swifties. what do they call them shifties, Swift- shifties. Sw- Swifties.
1: shapeshifters um i think swifty is a great name for them i think it's really cute i love it um i like the camaraderie that they have i'm fine with all of it i love it when people feel that they have a community and uh yeah she i don't have any beef with that i yeah movie. i have
0: no beef with her i have no beef with uh, yeah i think she's very talented. I, it's To me, the beef I have is with the, the online community and the media who are using her name to get clicks, basically, which we're going to do right now. We're going to yeah, relate this story. Yeah, I am going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A woman who was a, about four inches shorter than Taylor Swift assaulted you and your son. Is that yeah, true?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely four inches shorter than Taylor Swift. Yeah, my son and I, my eight-year-old and I, were coming out of the downtown Los Angeles library, and that is the one that we tend to go to. It's the one I grew up going to. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, and my younger, youngest times was spent in that same library, and it's something for me to be able to share that with him. And over the years, we've He's just grown to love it and it's like our little place that we go to. And when we're there we're very imaginative and playful and and yeah there's always some kind of riff-raff in there but there's always security and police presence and I don't know it it, it doesn't feel like extremely safe but it also feels under control, you know.
0: The downtown area It's a
1: public place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Downtown in general right now, downtown Los Angeles has become very problematic with encampments of people unhoused people and that includes I
1: think not just downtown it's in Venice it's in Santa Monica yeah it's in every it's in nice places it's it, all of Beverly Hills is overrun now with encampments they can't they've been having issues with it just in the medium of like uh Sunset Boulevard and uh, Santa Monica Boulevard in the Beverly Hills area. So it's not like this whole thing, this whole story is so fucked up. Okay. But then there's like this whole other bigger picture. That's even more fucked up because like if the bigger picture were under control or have some kind of process, this thing would have never happened. And basically what it is is, it's closing time and my son and I had been in Boyle Heights doing, uh, going to a craft night there with, you know, some homies, <laughs> some, some in the barrio, you know, <laughs> they were wanting to make Dias Sto- de los Muertes masks. And uh, it was, we got there a little too late, but we got the pattern and everything. And I dropped off some of the supplies I had promised because it's like a free thing for the, the community. And so, and Owen was like, fine with it. He was like, I don't even care. And he's like, but since we're already down here, like, mom, can we go to the downtown library? Cause I love going. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I want to check out a book. And I'm like, okay, buddy. And like the children's area there is just phenomenal. It's beautiful. This, I, I still recommend going there. It's just so much fun. The other thing. So we go to the children's area. We have so much fun. We get a book and then Owen always makes me go to like archives and genealogy and he likes to look up like the in the phone books like in san bernardino where my bond family like where we created bond trucking company and like the ads that were in the phone books like the yellow pages and stuff from like wow. and so he likes to go and look at that and i'm like oh my god now i have to go look for it, very you know? cool
0: do you make copies of the pages and stuff so you don't have to keep going
1: No, because he doesn't even want to do that. He just like, the thing is, is he likes to go and because it's there. So he doesn't need it.
0: I love that. The library is a great resource for finding information. If you're looking to find out things about your family. So that's great. And
1: in the downtown. Yeah. And the downtown library too has the Octavia lab. That's open like five days a week where you can get like different education and access to different tools that like, there's a photo room and all of it's free. As long as you sign up, you have your, your card and I don't know. I just, I use all those facilities. I've used the podcasting room. I've used like everything down there <laughs> to its advantage. Like Owen has taken like uh Photoshop classes this whole summer. He like was using it for, to learn Photoshop. And he's like seven going on eight this last summer, you know? So It's just a really awesome place that we love to go to. And so I'm like, yeah, whatever. We're fine. Let's go. We go grab a book and then we do our thing and we're walking out of the library to head to the outside area where the street is. Yes. And like the courtyard, but there's elevators like right here. So you come down to go in and as we're walking out of the library, there's a woman walking in. And she's talking to herself, but I pay no mind because there's a security and it's none of my business. I have Owen's hand, of course. And um, I see that the elevator that I need as we're walking down the little stairs is kind of open with one guy in there. And I was like, oh, hey, can you hold the elevator? Not even like thinking about why I needed that yet. (laughs) But I was like, hold the elevator. Come on, Owen. Because I was like, I want to I don't know it's late and I hardly ever go by myself like I typically bring um my brother Jason or um my man Ninja Boo with me like because I'm already on edge because I've been attacked in many different ways in New York and Los Angeles and yet I still that's a whole other story but listen so we start to get a little like quick to get into the elevator that he's holding for us. Cause you know, we don't want to be schlepping when he's being nice. And as we pick up our pace, the woman, I guess had turned around and started following us. She starts running towards us and she grabs for my child and I pull him around me and shield him like that and then pull back into the elevator. And now Owen, my son is behind me in the corner of the elevator and I'm pushing her out with one hand and she screams that's not her child he's asian that's not her child Oh wow he's asian some isaiah come here help me and then sweetie pie jake is his name i didn't get his number or anything internet if you want to find him he was this happened on thursday september 27th in downtown los angeles at 7 45 p.m going into the parking garage but jake like Curly, short curly hair, white man just put his body between her and me. And he started to grab her shoulders, and I start kicking her. And she's trying to grab at Owen, and I'm grabbing her hands and pushing her back. And he's pushing her shoulders, and I'm kicking her. And then the door starts to shut on her and then open. And then we get her out. And then the door starts to shut and then her hands come and it opens. And then we're, we're fighting again. We're screaming, police, police. I'm saying, stop doing this to my son. Stop it. And my son is his hands are over his eyes and he's getting small in the corner behind me. Like he's getting all of his little limbs together. Like what a, what a smart little kid, dude, like good job, you know? And, she's coming back and the thing's opening again. And we're like, shit. And we're like screaming for help to people. And he, and she's saying all this crazy stuff and she's clearly having some kind of episode. She says that I'm kidnapping her son. Mm. She's a black woman. I'm a white woman. My child is uh Korean and he's mine. Biologically, he's half Korean. His father is full Korean or whatever you call full these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it doesn't like, like it's one of my worst nightmares is like my kid, like people like say if I'm traveling with him and they take him from me because, and then they are part of some kind of like child kidnapping ring. You know what I mean? I don't know. She's not that she's a crazy homeless woman and she's a victim herself. But finally on the third thing has the thing is like closing because it opens and it stays open for a minute, you know? And He, (laughs) Jake is so nice. He looks at her. He goes, Ma'am, we're going to push you. I'm sorry. And I look at him, and then we just like, boom, hit her so freaking hard to where she falls back on her ass. And she's just like stunned, screaming that that I'm stealing her child, basically accusing me of what she's doing, trying to do. And then the thing shuts right as she like gets to it. And I'm sweating. Jake is sweating. And Owen looks up at us and just is hysterical. And I ask him for a hug. And with Owen, I was like, can And I thank him for helping protect my family with me? And I'm sorry that that happened. And he was like, no, I'm sorry that happened to you guys. And he was like, it's okay, buddy. Like, that's never going to happen again. That was a freak accident. And then Owen and I just ran to our car and got in it. And he was hyperventilating and he had a panic. He had a full, I was too, we were shaking and he was like, why did she do that? I'm, I'm not her child. Why would she say that? That he's like, you know, she's not even Asian and he, just like he couldn't understand why she was saying like, that. I don't look, you know, like he was just trying to yeah. process it all. I don't even know how to even, uh, he's, he's doing really good though. Like I immediately called his biological father and told him what happened. And he was like, please come over. And, um, we went to his house and we all sat with him with Owen between us and talked about what happened and that he's safe. And I clearly am like, you know, freaking superhero who like, (laughs) but, um, and his, uh the bonus mom, his mom, or I mean, his dad's girlfriend was there and she was being sweet. Like when dad was like talking to Owen, since I had time with Owen, it was like, she's like, are you okay? Oh my God, babe. You know, it was just like, all of us just were in shock.
0: So that- my, my, one of my questions that comes to mind here is that at the time that it happened, I know you wanted to get away from her get out of there but did you think to call the police at the time or nope. did you think it was not worth calling the police
1: i didn't even think about it because i was so scared
0: yeah you just wanted to get away
1: yeah i went into flight or flight for sure yeah i fought and then i flighted <laughs> yeah. and then the next morning is when i was like do i do i call the police and um my partner was like yeah you absolutely should." they sent me to make a report online, but in order to make a report online, you have to like check the subject matter that it is. And there's no subject matter for assault and attempted kidnapping by a homeless person or by anybody for that matter. And like, I just think that statistically for cr- the crime statistics in our city, we need to know about this stuff, especially that it's connected to a homeless situation Yeah, because we need that funding to be able to get this. I, I I'm over here. Like, emotional mental whatever but then i'm also like the statistics you know what i mean like this is insane how much it affects like it's not just one little thing and if it's happening to me it's happening all over the freaking place someone's dog got kidnapped from them the other day where someone held her down and the other person grabbed the dog from them and it was all on like surveillance at a 7-eleven like
0: in this instance be do you think that the woman was like schizophrenic or some sort of, had some sort of mental issue? Or do you oh, was yeah. she actually just, was she nuts or was she trying to kidnap your child?
1: Oh, she was attempting to grab him. She would have grabbed, like say she would have grabbed him and the doors would have shut with me in there and she had him. She would have been happy. I don't know what she was going to do with him. I don't know what her, whatever, but yeah, she is schizophrenic and not here, but her, she kept reaching for him saying, give him to me. That's my son. So there's no doubt in my mind that, and I have the the special uh, experience of having a father who's exactly like this woman hmm. lives on the streets is crazy. Thinks that everybody's after him or somebody's kidnapping me or somebody from somebody. And like they will do things like if she had a weapon, I'm so glad she didn't. Yeah. There's things like that, that go through my mind and like it's affecting me uh, because I did grow up in a chaotic life when I was his age that happened to me many, many times and so many ways. And I just never thought that it would happen to him. And it takes some part away from his innocence that really, and I work so hard as a parent to, give him that sense of safety for somebody to come and just and and again it wasn't intentional on her end in some way it's literally a bigger thing it's she's a victim herself of our societal issues
0: she's on the street unable to get help
1: unable um, to be medicated
0: and, and and that's horrible. And if you had called the police, it, she she may have ended up dead as well.
1: That's the other thing. Like I don't want someone to end up dead over this. Like,
0: but at the or at
1: accidentally the, one of us. Like, what if she had a hold of one of us and the cops start shooting? I don't know, man.
0: If she had a blade, any of this is is it could have been so much worse. I just but, wanted it
1: de-escalated, done by go home.
0: Yeah, and the effect though, it's so horrible that. You know your son had to experience that and then also she she interjected the ethnicity aspect that has to leave him very traumatized in a different way
1: and like we get this accusation a lot and it'll happen in a very passive aggressive way Within, like, you know, school things where there's other parents or something where they'll go, Oh, you know, he doesn't look anything like you. He's so Asian compared to you. And I'll be like, Yeah, okay. So it's something that we are like, he's having to face all the time. And I'm, and me myself, that I'm like, Why do people even say anything? Like yeah. you're not, you, you're not allowed to say anything. Hey, news to everybody else. The only people that are like, say you see a woman or a man with their child and their child doesn't look nothing like them, not the same skin color, not the same eye shape. I don't care what it is. Don't ask where did they come from or how did that happen? That's not your business. Actually, the only people allowed to ask them that are their family members and maybe some of their very, very best friends. And maybe yeah. even not that. So, it, you know, think of a different subject. You guys can come up with a million other things that's going on nowadays, like the palm trees in a, California are dying. Okay. Why don't you talk about that instead of the ethnicity or whatever the whole like mixture chart is of said human? That's yeah, all I'm saying. It's nobody's business.
0: No, it yeah, could I'm be over it. a number of different circumstances. It's nobody's business.
1: It's nobody's business.
0: So I'm really sorry that that happened to you and to him, and and a place where you both love to go.
1: Yeah, he was screaming, "I never want to come here again." Uh,
0: that's that's a shame.
1: I, you know, first we're going to focus on the regain the safety feels, and then I'm going to teach him how to regain safety in traumatic areas. Because I, you know, the one thing I've done in life is overcome a lot of trauma. <laughs> And I will teach him how to do it at a young age so that when he's my age, he's not just figuring it out, you know, like I'm actually really like proud of how he's processing it too. like, he's doing such a good, job. kids are so resilient, man. We're the ones, once you get old, it's like, I'm sitting there driving him to swim lessons yesterday, bro. I have the GPS on, you know, I know exactly where I'm going. We do this every week. I'm driving. I forget where I'm going. And then I start to have a panic attack because Mm. I can't remember what's going on right now. And then I have to like quietly cry to calm down where he he can't see me in the back, you know. And I'm just like breathing and and then I just drive around the same block for like 10 minutes until I get... And the GPS is telling me where I'm going, but I don't want to pick up the phone to see because I'm driving and I'm like, it'll just... And that's depression or that's something, that's Mm -hmm. PTSD stuff coming back up for sure. And because I don't do that, (laughs) that does not happen to me. But I remember that happened to me after I had a tragic or traumatic experience about 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, that some of the side effects directly afterwards, like the next day, the day after for about a good month or two were things like this, where i'll be doing a normal thing or everything will be calm and suddenly the my body starts remembering it and i'll get tremors and like all this stuff So, so
0: you've been traumatized just as much as your son by this
1: yeah and i didn't i think it was the physical fighting looking her in her eye the the ravenousness of her like and then the the textbook nightmare horror movie of an elevator opening and closing, opening and closing as you're trying to fight this thing off. And she was so forceful that me and this guy, and then just like the, thank God this guy was here that was willing to help me, you know?
0: And there was nobody else in the vicinity, in the library who heard this and it came, nobody came.
1: We were screaming.
0: Did she ever put her hands on your son?
1: No, just me, because I kept, gra- as she would grab, I would grab her, and then she was grabbing me back and forth, and it was like, and then she would try to go like this way, and I would just like, I don't know, I was I was freaking ninja-ing it. So I have this- no idea how I could do it.
0: This was an assault, and the police didn't even want to file a report? Like
1: I called, and they were just like, yeah, well, it happened last night you should have probably went back upstairs and i'm like <laughs> they're like they were probably police just there on the inside and i'm like yeah i wasn't gonna go back upstairs where she was Where she I'm was sorry. yeah yeah like you were trying it's to get away scary yeah yeah like and i don't feel i don't totally feel safe with cops too like what if they start believing her or so, even though i know my son's right there i don't know it was just a nightmare it was nightmare fuel
0: It's like victim blaming, again, if it were a case of sexual assault, and somebody did the same thing where they just wanted to get out of there and get to a safe place, and then called the police when they had a chance to kind of process what happened. Would they be told, well, you should have called last night?
1: You know what the library did? I did call them, um, and they took down the entire report, her description. And my name and number, and they were like, we want to make sure that everyone's safe here. Um, We've located the exact elevator. It belongs to somebody else, unfortunately. So they're going to request, and I'm requesting the footage from the evening. Yeah. So then we can figure out who she is because she just shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the children's area.
0: So I was going to ask about the camera aspect. There has to be, this has to be on camera.
1: There has to be cameras in the elevator there, right? Like, yeah. There's no way, but it's a, it's all like a matter of time. Like what if they resend every 24 hours or some BS, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And until, so that happened Thursday night and I go to work on Friday. So before I'm at work on Friday, I also like, I write my son's teacher, letting her know what happened to just please keep an eye on him. Cause I also don't want to keep him home from school and make this Mm -hmm. like, the day that this happened, my life changed. You know what I mean? It's like, so you gotta go do life and try to like, keep going. And, but I want everyone to be a little bit more gentle with him or like, if he feels like talking about it, maybe help him. Like, and if they don't know what he went through, they'd be like, Oh, and stop talking about the show you watched last night and get back to work. So I talked to the teacher on email and then I went to the principal right when I dropped him off and said, I need to talk to you, sir and he was like oh my god oh my freaking god <laughs> sorry my phone um and he went to owen and was like if you need to talk about it at all today let the teacher know and i will come over and you can talk to me about it if you want to talk to someone else about it let me know we you know have the therapist the school therapist available or if you want to call your mom or dad whenever you're feeling anything just let us know and they you know this goes Forward, not just for friday but you know they're really supportive so like the library is being really supportive the school is being really supportive my family his dad everybody's being super supportive of us and really that's all we need
0: well i'm I'm glad that you're able to talk about this and and in light of everything that happened I, you know i felt kind of weird just coming on and doing a goofy show like we have been doing and I, know, I thought right? that it might be good for you to um to talk this out because a lot of what you've given us on this show is you've kind of exposed your uh, experiences and different things that have happened to you that have been traumatic. And, and this is a fresh one. I think that it's kind of brave of you to explain what happened and digest it, try to understand it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, the feelings I'm left with is like, I'm angry and then I'm annoyed at my own fragility. How so? Um, Just that like, I can be affected by having to physically defend my family. Like I wish that I could look at it as like, Oh, look how strong I was. I totally fought her off. But instead I'm like, Oh my God, I had to fight someone off because she's a victim of the, you know, like I have this whole thing where I understand being a homeless individual when I was younger and a child and as a young adult and also having mental, um, things, challenges that I had to overcome and being from around a a family who have mental illness that were lost to the street, like this one woman and knowing how nobody like, what are we doing here? You know, like, it starts to like that's what i mean by my fragility is i will just go down these rabbit holes of how why when can we how you know newsome what are you doing what are we doing
0: yeah it seems to be taking a long time to enact the plans it's really frustrating i and downtown is particularly dense with Not just people who are unhoused, but people who are mentally unstable. and um,
1: Absolutely. So
0: it's a gnarly place to be walking around down there, around Pershing Square, and there was a stabbing there. And um, it's not just people who are down on their luck. It's people who need help beyond that.
1: Yeah, and who don't have that support system. And who we do as the city, as a community, need to be that support system for those people because- If not, they're going like, we should be allowed to go to our library right before it closes and just grab a book before so that we can read it before bed. Cause we're, we just wanted a new book before bed. Like we shouldn't have to be afraid to like go in and leave real quick. Like, and she shouldn't have to suffer like reliving whatever it is that she's reliving attacking people and their children. Cause I'm sure she does it to other people and their children. It can't just be you know, I'm sure it just triggered her, whatever it was. But these pe- everybody needs help, and we have the resources, we do, and we even have the people who are educated enough on how to do it. And you know, I was listening to a few other podcasts this week where they were talking about, like, like one of the hosts was like, "Oh, just put them all in one spot," and it's like, okay. And then the other one was like, we "Can't do that," and he's like, "Why?" And it's. You, if you do that, you create a slum, you create a, a place of just horribleness. But if you like, um, you know, sprinkle it within the community as it is, it's manageable. And then it creates jobs for mental health uh, workers and uh, for medical health workers. And we're, we can even get them to do job trainings. Which creates government funding and these other things that grants and stuff that people love to get involved with here in the beautiful country of California. So there's like all of these actual paths that we can take that I see them start like maybe one or two steps on, but then we've been fumbling forever. And again, my father is one of these people on the streets. Like This whole thing directly affects me in like so many ways that I just don't even... It's like my generation, it's just going to keep getting worse. Like I thought it would never get to this level that it's
0: at. One of the dilemmas, the government can't come in and force help on people who need it. They need to voluntarily accept it. They can't force people into mental health care or take them off the street unless they're being a danger to others or themselves in some way that the police can... Say you have to be taken. So all these people are don't know better.
1: But say they do bring them in someone who's mentally ill. Here's something that would happen with my father all the time. They bring them into uh, jail and then probably further into prison because when they're in jail, they then start victimizing the other people in jail. And then they have to put them into a different like facility. And then their mental illness is just getting worse until they end up into like the prison system and then they can only stay there for so many years, but then they get on their feet kind of, they like look at it as going to a sober house Mm. and somewhere like a rehabilitation and you get medicine, like for your mental illness, you get evaluated and then they start like kind of functioning. Like some of my like best conversations I ever had with my father, which he probably doesn't remember, but I do is when he was like on his medication in prison And he was able to, like, say sorry to me about things. And Mm -hmm. I was able to accept his apologies. And you know what I mean? Like, just kind of not that he didn't (laughs) reoffend at me, but it's still it's like it's weird. There's things not that I'm for prison, but we if we can do that, (laughs) like, can't we like there's so much that we can do. And I just don't. Don't know what our politicians and what our people in power are actually doing at all
0: it seems to not be happening fast enough but uh karen bass came in as is mayor and it was basically that was their, her number one it was uh, platform number one job and there's money there to handle these things but they're running out of places to you know, They're buying buildings buying Old hotels, motels, and stuff like that, but they're running out of places, and so things have come to a, a standstill. They're not moving fast as people would had hoped they would.
1: Yeah, they should probably hit up some of those like millions of condo play or like high rise places that are empty that nobody can afford. If, Maybe they should just allow them to live there because hello,
0: there's something.
1: It's empty. Yeah, like there's buildings that are empty. Hundreds of units. So I don't know when they tell me this. And it's been that way for like four years.
0: So these uh, venture capitalists are coming in. Building all these new buildings, like you, every day you turn around, and you're like, "Where the hell did that come from?" Another building, yeah, and you're they're like, like boom, thirty boom, 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 boom.
1: stories, and you're like, right.
0: "Dude," but the small. rent in them is like four, five thousand dollars. You're like, "Minimum for a
1: one bedroom."
0: Who's got the money to live there? I don't know who. Where, they're saying, "Well, where are the people that can afford to live in these places?" But they're just these venture capitalists are parking their money in these buildings and writing off the loss if they can't put people in them. So if they say this cost $5,000 to live here and if they can't find somebody to live there then they can write off $5,000 as a loss for the month.
1: I never even knew that's how that worked. That's mm-hmm. insanity.
0: So they're just parking money and writing it writing off the loss and that's why like the prices of of rent is has doubled in the last 10 years but yeah, salaries haven't. You know, and, is, and so ugh. there's no new buildings going up that anybody can afford to live. Nope. Who's coming off the street unless they're getting some sort of Section Eight or help from the city or the state?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's like all subsidized. I've been on a list for that for like three and a half years. <laughs>
0: like, and the problem problem there is that owners of buildings, you know, have to agree to take certain amount of of Section Eight people, and there's not enough of them available, right?
1: There's not. And moving forward, we are becoming more like, instead of there being landlords or people that own the the property themselves, it's becoming these giant management systems yeah. that are part of like a 30 person, like whatever. So now it's this like standardized, you must make three times you know, the rent or four times the rent, whatever it is. So basically- <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we have, we have to allow for all of these other like structures or like implement the same kind of structure we have with other things like within prisons, within this to the homeless, that is like a little bit more rehabilitation like centered because everywhere around the United States, they send us their homeless people <laughs> and we have an abundance of it. San Francisco's no good. LA's no good. We are we need help. <laughs> we definitely need help.
0: And as as we were mentioning, the commercialization of housing and the investment capital that's coming in and, and pumping money into housing is sending prices over a level where it's able to be affordable for many, many people. And those same, as you mentioned, those same Organizations who are owning owning these buildings now don't really care about participating in the Section 8 program and maybe making a certain amount of their units available. They want to keep those people, quote unquote, out of their buildings.
1: It's true. They do. They want to keep anyone out that they have to, like, do some sort of, like, oh, we don't know where if this is going to be the minimum amount of money we're going to get for the next 10 years from you, or if they can, they would rather sign a lease with somebody who makes three times the rent and um, they can raise the rent every year. What
0: the the state is actually able to offer is a lot of money. They're not really losing money on this. It's the kind of people they're trying to keep out of the buildings.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's more like a class warfare. You know what? Next week, we should get into the cashless, clashless system. <laughs> mm. The cashist classist system is what I like to call it. Uh, anytime I see a business that says they're cashless, I'm like, you're cash or class li- classist, <laughs> you mofo. Like, people should be able to use just cash. It's what we are founded on, people. It's what you believe in. So,
0: I do want to get into that. That's an interesting conversation because on the surface, it seems as though, like, that's a really Smart oh and brilliant. Convenient. but Great. for a lot of people safety they don't have a bank account they don't have a card to even use so yeah let's get into that and
1: say you're getting back on your feet you're and you get some money and you finally just want to go get that one cup of coffee as like a celebration you should be allowed to do that
0: or if somebody hands you a five and you can go get a warm meal then you should be able to go do that
1: yeah geez
0: well but anyway yeah thanks for uh spending time chatting with us today b and, and giving us an insight into what happened i know that it's a horrible thing for both of you and it's going to probably still affect you for quite a while
1: right it will but i am here to take on the challenge
0: and we appreciate our listeners paying attention.
1: Hey, if you guys have had anything like this ever happen, please reach out to me and tell me about it. You can comment below. You can also email us jellyfish.shovel at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram, JellyfishShovel. It was great talking with you today, Mark. Thank you for letting me vent about that. And thank you listeners for listening. I really appreciate you. Have a good afternoon. See you Evening, morning.
0: All right. Bye. be and show full.